Welcome, everybody, to a bonus episode of Books and Betches. Not to be confused, you look thrilled to do this, with Books and Betches. <laughs> it was different. Um, I'm Kristen, and with me I have... Erica. And Maria. Uh, Maria's still on the phone through these... Uh, this is the last bonus episode we're doing with Maria on the phone, so you guys have that to look forward to. Yeah, um, is what it is. Uh, this episode is a little bit different. Um, we really want to... We've been wanting to do this for a little while. Just kind of talk about mental health. We want to be transparent with everybody and just like kind of open this up. So Erica, I'll let you start this off and uh, we can go from there. Yeah, so I think that now that we have a platform, we have some type of obligation to be a little bit more open with you and be a little bit more transparent in terms of what's going on on like in our personal lives. And, you know, I hate social media in the way that like it's perceived you, you put obviously you put your best face forward and you put the content that like holds you in the best light um, and it makes people think that like you're not going through something yeah. or it makes people think that like things are totally fine um and it makes the other people feel like well i'm not totally fine why like they seem totally fine like right. are we all supposed to be totally fine and i think it just perpetuates a cycle of like feeling bad about yourselves mm -hmm. um and now that we have this platform and now that we have a lot of followers and um and people who listen i i like i really do think it's an important conversation to have um, in terms of like being open and honest about mental health. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's like our shtick. We want to be honest with everything in our lives and we don't want to, we don't want to contribute to that. We don't want to like put up this fake front that like we have everything together when we absolutely do not. And we also want to be welcoming to anyone who has, is struggling with anything. Please, please, please talk to us because honestly like we don't have all the answers and we don't have it all together but we will take the time to talk to anybody who wants to talk to us yeah and you know the book community is a very solid community but it's you know a lot of people use books as escapism same with movies television um and video games those are all methods in which people use to escape the reality of their lives and you know as the book community i think we have an obligation to, to be a little bit more open about why we're reading for sure and not just hey i read like hey i read a bunch of books yeah absolutely and especially you know 2020 was not easy for anyone yeah um unless you're very lucky um so it's been a tough year and I need, I mean, most of us got really into reading during some of the hardest times of our lives. Um, I can't speak for both of you, but I know like, you know, 2020 was super hard for me. I lost my mom and there was just a lot going on. And my mom was somebody who struggled very like a lot with mental health. You know, she was suicidal my entire life. So I, I understand, I completely understand mental health and I, and I'm going through it myself. Like it's not something that you just get to escape um and so I, I guess i understand a lot of that side of things so if anybody does want to talk like we're, we're all here and i know like we're all going through shit it's not it's not easy i definitely wanted to talk a little bit about like all of our mental states right now mm -hmm. and just be kind of like transparent especially for me because and i think i think i don't do a great job of this all the time but I'm a happy-go-lucky person. People always see that. 
in me. I don't get angry often. I don't get upset often. Yeah. A lot of that is due to my upbringing and, and, you know, the way that my mom raised me and my dad raised me. Um, but I definitely... I'm not fake on social media. I'm never going to be fake on social media. Um, I'm not always super forthcoming on like where I am mentally. And I think there's a part of that is the stigmatism that comes with that. For sure. Um, And 2020 was really, really difficult for me. I'm an extreme extrovert. I draw my energy from people. I draw my energy from being around people. I love to be around people. I love talking to people. I would talk to a wall. I ended up talking to walls. <laughs> um, John worked a lot in the beginning of of quarantine. So I was alone for the beginning of quarantine. Yeah. Um, and then we moved into John's parents' basement, which was dark. Mm. Um, and I started reading. And Dude, th- windows are so freaking essential. Yeah. They were really small. It was really, it was nice to sleep down there. Mm. Um, And eventually we bought the house and everything. And like, there was a lot going on, but we weren't seeing people very often. Yeah. Um, And I noticed like, I wasn't really focusing on anything. I like work was really slow, obviously, because I work with trying to hire, help people hire for jobs. And it was just everything. It was a perfect storm for me to kind of slip into a depressive state yeah and a lot of people are like holy shit erica how did you read 300 books in a year and mm. it's like i'm not joke. i i am joking when i say it but like i'm not joking when i say it that like i was depressed absolutely <laughs> so, no no i you know I like, totally get that it's, no it's honestly yeah that's exactly it's a coping mechanism yeah people, i think you're not alone in that it's like a lot of people in the last year took to books to get through their depressive states because of covid and because of whatever other things they might have dealt with within the year i you know for me it was it's been a lot of that too where i think i'm one of those it's not afraid of being alone mm. and isolation is not a problem for me like i like to be alone but i feel like i think it was like feeding off of everybody else's emotions kind of affected me too yeah yeah i'm very i'm very much if someone else is feeling something i i feel for them and i care about what they're going through and i kind of like embody that feeling like when Kristen busted her knee i hurt my knee (laughs) so i you know i felt it (laughs) no i totally noticed that with you yeah very empathic (laughs) yeah you're very yeah which is weird i never thought of myself as an empath but i feel like in the last like couple years i've been more in tune to it Mm mm-hmm yeah, I don't know. I, I think mean, it doesn't help when you have people who are hurt, you know? Yeah, I relied on you a lot <laughs> last year. I mean, you, you know, my cat died first. That was, like, fucking devastating. And then, a, a, just, like, a bunch of shit happened. And then, you know, my mom died, which was, like, really, really hard just because, you know, we weren't always super close. She, she's gone through a lot her entire life. And I definitely, definitely relied on my friends, but at the same time, I'm really bad at, like, talking to people. Yeah. I hate mm. being a problem. I hate being, like, here's my problems. Like, I just don't like doing that. Yeah. Um. So it was really hard for me to, like, open up and, like, reach out to my friends. Maria was really good because she was constantly reaching out to me. And, like, you even reached out to me a bunch. Like, I have good friends that are always, like, being like, hey, are you okay? And checking in because if you guys didn't do that, I probably wouldn't reach yeah. out to anybody else because that's just like i don't like to be a bother i guess is really it and i think i was the opposite as you guys like you guys fell into books uh like i love escapism that's like a very big thing for me but when i'm like super anxious and depressed and like that's what a lot of my 2020 was like just so much like anxiousness um i can't find it in myself to sit down and read like mm. i str- i can't like like my mind is going like 70,000 miles a minute. I, I can't mm. like sit down and start reading and like allow myself to escape like that. 
And I think that's why oh, no, I was for like, me, in my depressed episodes, it wasn't books. Like books was starting because I had to commute. Yeah. And I've always loved books. But when, it, when the way my mental issues have manifested is where I can't function and do anything. Like I can't even think straight. Right. I'll have to just, I'll sit on my couch for hours on end and the day will go by and I'll be like, oh, there goes another day. Mm, mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't like, I, I, it's happened a lot over the last year where I just, I go through like a week or two of just nothing. Yeah. I can't motivate myself to get up. I can't really like work out. It's like talking to people is too much for me. If you, even like coworkers for work, it's like, I just go silent and I'm, I'm so grateful that we have a work from home setup and that I can mm. have that privilege Yeah. because Otherwise, I'd have to subject others to that kind of, you know, yeah. feelings or those kind of vibes. I don't want to do that. For sure. How yeah, is but... that? Yeah, I, I guess like that, that brings up a good point, like just struggling to, to sit down and actually like physically do that. Like, Erica, what was your like? I know you're you were going through like such a tough time and you were you were experiencing depression. Like, how did you did when you were in those books, were you escaping? Did you feel like you weren't as like upset at that time? Like what what was going through your mind when you were reading all those books? I think like, so for me, like I get bored really easily. Yeah. Um, so like, I just, I always need to be doing something. So for me, like going out with people and having plans, like that was always filling my brain filling my time and filling my efforts. Sure. And like, and then, you know, when I wasn't going out, I was like talking to my friends and I'd be like, oh my God, this story that happened like that, mm. like, not that I'm like a drama person that like gossips a lot, yeah, but like, yeah. I just talk about what's going on in my life sure. and I just I'm open like that where like I'm just gonna tell you like mm-hmm. oh my god I like we did this this weekend and this is what happened and this is funny and I I like I think that's interesting I think what we do sometimes is interesting and mm-hmm. I just tell stories um so I wasn't I didn't have that so I stopped talking to my friends because I didn't have like the natural mm, yeah. stories to like start the conversations and not that I couldn't find other things to talk about it just like it was there's, there's only so there's only so many conversations you can have yeah, yeah. over a year yeah. that isn't politics related, COVID related, sure. mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. you know, and those are those everyone feels a different way about those types of things too. Yep. Um, or even work related, like how how yeah. can you say, hey, I've done the exact same thing for a year. Yeah. No, I have not left my position. It yes, just, I still am getting paid. Yep. It was just really hard to find reasons to talk to people people weren't reaching out normally it was just very difficult and um I turned to books because I was bored and then I started writing my books and then I was like I'm gonna go to grad school Mm -hmm. and then like I just like I just kept grabbing at straws to like feed my brain Mm -hmm. um and that's why I started reading so much is because I was like when I was reading I was like at least using my brain in a way that like fed it and like challenged it mm-hmm. and you know yeah maybe they weren't like those <laughs> eroticas and fucking romances and stupid books but it was still, still like yeah. it was something that that's was filling okay. my time eroticas <laughs> are still reading that's still a book yeah so it's still filling my time Let no one shame you <laughs> i will say though like it really got bad um probably like the end of the year beginning of the year around christmas time um and that's when I started going to grad school. I noticed like I really couldn't focus. I was like very just not feeling myself. So I went to a psychiatrist and he prescribed me for anxiety, um, some antidepressants. And I started taking the antidepressants and I was like, 
why do I like feel like a different person right mm. now? Um, and he, and which like, is, which is, I'm so happy to hear that. Cause I feel like whenever I hear someone say that they're going on antidepressants, they end up like giving me a bad reaction. Yeah. I mean, you I, know, they say like, it's usually not what they expected. It's interesting. Like I'll get into how those feel in a minute, but I, 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 you don't realize how bad you are until the veil is lifted. Yeah. So like, I was like, wait, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know until I felt better. Yeah. That I was actually so bad that like I wasn't getting out of bed mm-hmm. most days. Mm-hmm. I was I literally wasn't getting out of bed. I wasn't showering for a week. Yeah. Week and a half, yep. maybe. Yep, yep. Um, I wasn't talking to people. I wasn't answering phone calls. I wasn't answering text messages. Like it was a really bad time for me and the getting on medication was strange because I didn't realize until it was better. Right, right. That like, oh, wait, I actually just want to brush my teeth. I actually yeah. just want to take a shower yeah. versus like not being able to get out of bed. I like, I know for a fact I need medication because it's been brought to my attention many times. Like, <laughs> hi, your anxiety is really fucking bad and it affects your everyday life. You it should does. go on medication. And um, obviously, you know, with my background, I'm like way too scared to go on medication. Yeah. You know, my mom was like heavily addicted to pills. So it's like, what i'm too uh, first of all addiction runs in our family second of all like i know what the negative side effects are so i'm scared but then i see people like you who have like good success stories from it and i'm like "Mm, maybe i should like try it out i don't know i don't know i have fucking xanax for flying on planes and there was that one time at night where i was like dang if i took a xanax i'd probably sleep really well fuck now i gotta hide the xanax you know what i mean so so stuff like that i mean yeah. me. xanax is one thing because that's like for anxiety that's for acute like anxiety yeah. right um for long-term anxiety like you're taking an antidepressant and True. the antidepressant is more of like a subtle mood changer yeah. i would say yeah, yeah, yeah. um it like kind of changes like the chemical compounds that are being released to your brain and there's all different types right um the most like prolific is zoloft mm-hmm. but i'm on a different one that's not an ssri i don't even know what it is um i'm on like an effects or it's called effects or i don't remember what the ss things are okay um, <laughs> like um it basically because a lot of um antidepressants cause you to gain weight yeah and i was like i'm fucking getting Ooh. married like i'm not trying to gain weight on this right, shit right so i was like <laughs> give me one that like doesn't do that <laughs> it also kills um, your sex drive some of them too i will say that that is definitely really? something that's harder yeah um it's it's weird because depression you don't have a sex drive to begin with right right so you're not really adjust like it's nothing is like how do you how do you gauge what what's normal what's not if you're depressed most of the time or you're on your medication exactly like um but yeah i would say like medication was interesting because like it kind of feels like as I was like getting acclimated to it, it like felt like in the middle of the day I would take a line of coke. Like, Whoa, and I was just really? like, I and that's Whoa, really that's kind of like where a lot of the reels started. Yeah, to be on like to be very very transparent, huh. I started taking medication. Medication middle of the day, I'd get this burst of fucking energy. Wow, and I started just making the reels because huh. I just like had a lot of energy. I had a lot like of like inspiration. I was like, hey, I'm just gonna do this shit, and then like then people started watching them and doing them and i was like shit i guess i'll fucking keep doing this shit um but that is actually like kind of like are you still on their medication yeah that's interesting yeah that is i didn't expect that 
Yeah, so um, it's evened out a little bit more, so I don't get like a huge burst. But like in the the first couple months, I was like, if it literally felt like you did a, a line of coke. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know if I can wow. handle that. My heart rate is already like seventy five thousand. So I wonder. <laughs> it just like it felt <laughs> good. Like, you just felt like good. a hard problem on top of all yeah, this. So yeah, yeah. Like, imagine. Have to be careful. Have, so it's like anxiety. Kristen, I was I was wondering too. It's like yeah. again, I'm no doctor. I'm no one to to give any kind of solid. <laughs> yeah, none of us here. are doctors. But, <laughs> have to say that but i i wonder if like what was given to your mom was like so many years ago yeah. and things have changed a lot in the last 10 years alone oh yeah absolutely. you know so what could have not been working for her for 10 plus years could possibly work for you and it, it could be good just to. i think we i think something i have to advocate all the time to myself and to friends that we should not feel like hesitant to at least speak to a professional 100 about these things that's i feel yeah. like I constantly say this to myself always like I kind of want to go to therapy and then I just say it but never commit to it same and I want to hold myself accountable to the fact that I think I need to talk to somebody and it's okay to say that yep because I feel like half the time all people are like either they glorify the idea that they have to go to therapy and they just make it a stigma that's weird Mm -hmm. or they shame you for it like oh no you need to talk to therapists like what I I totally agree I have so much fucking like childhood trauma that I should like definitely talk to a therapist about and I do the same thing as you and we do it to each other all the time I'm like I should probably see a therapist and you're like yeah I should probably see a therapist too and we just (laughs) never do it have you actually ever seen a therapist uh when I was like eight or nine or something i had to i I have never seen a therapist so as somebody who's seen a therapist (laughs) um i've gone to two kinds of different there obviously like when you have a mental health um illness like an anxiety adhd depression you have to go to a psychiatrist because they have to prescribe you the medication Mm -hmm. um and like my psychiatrist i talked to a little bit we kind of like did a deep dive I have a lot of anxiety too. Yeah. Um, and he was like, people with anxiety don't like taking medication. Nope. <laughs> so, really don't. and I was like, he was like, do you want to take the, he's like, how do you feel about taking this medication? I was like, not good. He's like, yeah, people with anxiety don't <laughs> like to. That. That's actually my <laughs> primary care doctor said the same thing. Yeah. Cause he was like, this is affecting your everyday life. Like you have yeah. a problem, like it's a really bad, like my heart rate is always high yeah um we should do something about it and i've just been so adamant about no 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 medication literally only because of my mom but maria you did definitely made a good point she also had like the worst psych not psychiatrist she had the worst doctor yeah he prescribed her i mean this man and i know other people that are his patient he over prescribes and that's a problem out there too like be very careful of doctors who are over prescribing medication yeah. who are oh, yeah, literally just to doing me, my conspiracy brain always thinks about <laughs> these doctors who just have an, like a, a third party agreement yep. with the drug people and say hey you sir uh you're gonna prescribe this at least 50 times this year so you can get your little quota from us that yeah. again don't don't quote me i could be no 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 it's a lot about money that's what i always think of yep so yeah so like obviously i've talked to a a psychiatrist to get the medication but i have gone to talk therapy and i think talk therapy is a very good way to kind of get things off your chest work through things i've gone to two different ones i've gone to one that was like very much more just like a sounding board and like i just kind of got it out and she just kind of like nodded a lot jotted notes down and kind of was like ask questions and that kind of stuff and i felt like for the time that i went it was helpful yeah um and then i went to a different one and she like took a deep dive into personality tests Mm. 
she like went into like my upbringing and like why I am the way that I am and those types of things. And I think that that it helped me understand myself a lot more. Yeah. Um, and it helped yeah. me understand some of my emotions and where they come from and why I feel the way like sometimes I feel like I'm not thinking the way that other people think. And I realize that that is there is a reason for that mm -hmm. and I like through therapy I've learned why I am the way that I am and why I, I how why I don't get along with certain types of people and, and those types of things so I think it is like valuable even if you don't have something to like talk about yeah like just going there and like and you know relieving some of your tension and stress um <laughs> basically my anxiety is different from everyone else's anxiety yeah. because of how I was raised um I basically don't, I don't see emotion unless it's rooted in logic. Yeah. So people, most anxiety is rooted in emotional response Fear, yeah. and it's not usually super logical. Mm -hmm. And that's most people's anxiety is like, oh my God, I think the, like everything is going bad and blah, 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 blah. Sure. My anxiety is like. Oh, I this it, this could actually happen like ninety percent chance, mm, <laughs> and I then that I too, freak though. out. Yeah. So like, unless the emotion is actually rooted in logic for me, mm -hmm. I don't I don't accept it. So I have a really hard time with overly emotional people. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're not thinking logically. I feel the same way. And I'm like, I can't. I don't understand you because you're like everything that you're saying makes no fucking sense. I feel the same way. I find myself being like, why are you so upset? Like you have all these things that are going for you. And that's not a good way to look at things. And I do it often. Where like yeah. if somebody is like really, really upset or complaining and not stop complaining, I'm like, why are you complaining? Like you have a roof over your head. You have this and you have this. And it's like. I and I probably did that with my mom too and that's what's so fucked up is like no I need to sit back and be like it's mental it's it's a it's an illness like this is a real thing and like people have real problems that they can't explain like you can't see it and I need to even check myself sometimes but I could show you how fucked up and deep rooted my anxiety is I'm too anxious to go see a therapist yeah I I think I will <laughs> die because of my yeah. heart rate if I go see an like a therapist so I, I just don't go <laughs> That's literally maybe no, maybe I, take a Xanax I, and then yeah, go. Yeah, I, I can't even to. get myself to search for one. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, dude, that's that's. Tough. I I told myself, oh, just just the process of trying to find one is gonna be too much for me. I would rather just deal with it on my own. Let me just sit here and wallow and watch a Twitch streamer for seven hours straight. It'll <laughs> be that. fine. I feel that. You, you should have seen me in the MRI. Like, oh. It's I mean, that's bad. why I kept texting you through it, so I made sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, you should have seen me in that fucking MRI. You want to talk about spiraling? I thought of I, seventy-five I, ways yeah. that I would have died, and I had to be in there for thirty minutes. And I literally, I was shake. I was like, they're not going to get an accurate pick because my body was shaking because I was so anxious. I had to get an MRI on my head, and it was Fuck, like, nope, I can't. I would say no. I would be like, you have to put me to sleep. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> so one of my favorite sayings that I've I've seen um, is we are all going through the same storm but we're on different ships you did you said that once and i really liked that and i think yeah, it, so i think I. It, I think it really resonates with like mental health because and especially what you're talking about kristen of like it might seem like this person has all of these things yep. like especially like i think of myself mm -hmm. like somebody could literally look at me and be like you just bought a house you're, you're marrying a guy that you fucking love you have a great right. family you you know have xyz you have a great job you weren't mm -hmm. affected by anything you have great friends mm -hmm. and it's like yeah i have all these things but i still like i'm struggling right now yep. and just because i'm on a really nice ship that doesn't mean there's not a fucking hole in the bow. Mm, you yeah, know, like absolutely. It, 
that's deep. That's <laughs> well, no, deep. I mean, you know, like you, you don't, I don't know. Mean that in a joking yeah. way. I mean that like a serious, like, yes, you're a hundred percent right. And I feel like, like you were, we were talking about in the, like sort of social media influencer kind of type thing is like, we all in and out of influencer kind of level project our best selves to the outside world. Mm-hmm. And so it opens us up to criticism when we do bring up things of that we're not okay. I say, yeah. well, why, why aren't you? That doesn't make sense. You're fine. You just, you just did this and that and the other. And it's like, that's what always makes it even worse for us to even think about trying to seek help elsewhere. Yeah. Is that we come off as if we're just fine. And if we even say anything that we're not, it's going to be questioned. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I've had that in my own family where I've mentioned it and I was questioned. Yeah. As in like, what are you talking about? You're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. And but, that just that just shut me down. So that's I was like, hard. Mm, okay, never mind. That's tough. And it like, you know, it's hard because people it's not normalized yet, but it's becoming more normalized. And that's you know, that that's a big part of why we're doing this episode of like even people who are really happy or come across on social media as really happy or whatever it is, they're still struggling too and mm-hmm. or they could be struggling too. They could be going to therapy. I go to therapy. Yeah. Indeed offers free therapy mm-hmm. for their for their workers. I do I'm I have my sessions on Wednesday. Yeah. And I'm gonna talk to somebody for thirty minutes and I'm probably gonna fucking cry about <laughs> something stupid. Oh. And like that it's not stupid no yeah. but like yeah. but you know what i mean like it's okay to f- have like ridiculous feelings or whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah. it just like mm-hmm. you just we're 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 all fighting um battles yeah. whether it's silently or not the person next to you and the person that you don't know is probably going some through something whether it's insanely difficult or just even a little bit difficult somebody somewhere is going through something and that's why i think it's so important to reach out talk to your friends just literally like one text you could shoot somebody that you haven't talked to in a couple weeks shoot them text say hey how are you doing and if it doesn't become a conversation it doesn't become a conversation but just getting that text message and knowing that you're checking on them like that feels amazing i had a friend that i haven't talked to since like early college and when my mom died and when i was going through all this shit she reached out to me every single day hey how are you doing are you okay are you okay and like you have no idea what that does for a person who's yeah. going through shit so you could be that you could be the light in somebody's darkness just by picking up your phone and texting and a friend, hey. and you wouldn't even know it and that's the yeah. craziest part you had no fucking clue what you do for that person but you're doing something so that's my biggest recommendation in all of this is check on your friends nobody's okay and we're all yeah. in this together i also i know it's hard for people to like talk about things i've been pretty honest with my friends but um, when people do message you and say, how are you doing? Yeah. It's on you too to like, be like, I'm not doing okay. Absolutely. Like a- as much as it's easier to just be like, oh, I'm good, you know, bored, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. it- it's a d- more difficult conversation, but you're gonna like there, when you have a mental illness or when you're suffering or whatever it is, you're, you're opening yourself up to maybe impacting some of your relationships because yeah of your lack of communication or whatever it is and and unfortunately that is on you because you're responsible for your own like for your own actions and mm-hmm. and and lack of actions yeah. so if you yeah like me didn't reach out to some of your friends and and were a little bit absent in certain in certain moments that is that could impact some of your friendships Absolutely. and um if you're more open and more honest and um 
telling your friends actively like when they do check on you Mm -hmm. i'm not doing well yeah they're gonna be a little bit more understanding when you're not reaching out as often as you normally would have absolutely that's a very good point so and and unfortunately like you can't you can't expect people to continue your friendship if you're not putting an effort in Mm -hmm. but at the same time like you want to be you want them to understand too yeah but they can't understand what they don't know absolutely and and to add to that just as an out like on the on the flip side if if let's say a friend does open up to you and say hey i'm actually not doing well uh, be careful with how you approach it because there are also times where sometimes the best intention is to give that advice yeah and that advice is sometimes not what is needed Sometimes they just need to talk to you and just to vent it out. Mm -hmm. And no matter the amount of times you say, do this, do that, do the other, it probably won't do for them what you think it will. Mm -hmm. And just like be wary of how that gets perceived too. Because that's where I feel like that's where I have the issue where if I want to talk to somebody and they just come at me with left, right, and center of like, well, do this, do that, do the other. It's like, no, 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 no. You're You're not listening. I can do that. I just can't have the, the the capacity to even get up right now. Right. Yeah. You know? Totally. I think so um, it's, it's a lot on both sides. It is. And, and, you know, I think one thing that we need to be better at is like, is figuring out how to actually have those conversations. What I do with my friends is that I, I literally, if they're saying like, I have this problem, I literally say, are you venting or do you need advice? That's good. Yep. I, I like love that. that. I, I love like that. that. I've done that before too, where yeah. I've been like, okay, what do you need me here as? Do you need me as someone to give you ideas or do you need someone a bouncing board? So I can yes. do both. Mm-hmm. I love what that. you need. Because if that. you don't know what they need, then you're not really being helpful. Exactly. Right? I love um, that. Exactly. If they're reaching out, you get what I'm saying, but like, it's really important to like understand how to be that friend. Yep. Um, Another thing I do want to touch on, it's and like this is only because I've had a few toxic relationships, friendships that I think the person was suffering from mental health issues, um, and they were toxic towards me. Yeah, and I had to remove myself from that situation. Mm. And I've seen a lot of things like online being like you, sh- like people need to be more understanding and blah blah blah. At the end of the day, and this is kind of like my big like poster board of all of this your mental health is the most important thing it is should be your priority above all else above everyone else absolutely and if anybody is threatening your mental health in any capacity whether it is a parent a friend a coworker, a boss a, a, a significant other you have every right to remove them from your life 100 whether it's permanent Mm -hmm. or temporary i'm snapping and your Mm -hmm. mental health should be your priority above everything absolutely and that's that is exactly what i think we're trying to convey through all of this and that is okay to do it It is okay to do a bad person it does not make you a bad friend Mm mm-hmm it makes you a better friend for them too because you're not going to let them act that way towards you. Yeah. yeah. And don't forget, like, you're a friend to yourself first and, you know, you got to treat your friends with respect. So treat yourself exactly. with respect too. Um, if anybody, and I mean this, like, from the bottom of my heart, if anybody needs to talk, we're all on Instagram. 
Um, you could find us at books underscore n underscore betches, or uh, we usually put our personals up there too. If you feel like reaching out to one of us, if you either connect with one of us, or you just, you know, you just want to like understand us better, reach out to us on our Instagram. Like, chances are we're gonna talk to you. We we oh we, yeah, we respond to every single message. Yeah. And we, I answer everything. We also yeah. get like I've talked to a few of you like personally, and like I get more out of it than you might even get out of yeah. it. So please do not feel bad about reaching out, even if it's like a your own personal mental health like we want to be your friends and we want to be that support and and maybe hey maybe you'll end up being the support for us too so thank you guys so much for listening um i know this is a little bit different but we'll be back again soon with some full (laughs) episodes and also send us some recommendations if there's anything you want to hear us rip apart and and or praise (laughs) thank you guys so much and uh we'll catch you in the next one (laughs) 